morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the DFS Dreamer Podcast, the playoff edition here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Pierre, it's finally here. We are long awaited all year. Oh, we, we waited all year long for the playoffs, and we finally got them. Here you are in the playoffs, buddy. I didn't, I didn't wait for the playoffs. Like I'm, I'm kind of sad that we're to this point because uh, it means the regular season's over. Um, my coach also lost, so it means that they won't be playing anymore. So it's a little bittersweet. But yes, the the playoffs are here. I think we're going to dive into the wild card round. We are. We're going to go over Saturday's games. Then we'll go over Sunday's games because DraftKings does things a little bit differently here this weekend. So actually, we have a contest this week for Saturday, and then we have a contest for Sunday, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Monday night game because there's only, what, six games? Six games I think we got to talk about, so might as well talk about them all, right? And I'm excited for the playoffs because that means draft day is right around the corner, and a lot of Bears decisions (laughs) will be made in the upcoming draft of what are they going to do? Going to keep Justin Fields? Are they going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? What what are they going to do? Are they going to draft a quarterback, Caleb Williams? What are they going to do? Yesterday, uh, as as speculated here on on the Fantasy Impact Today Network, uh, they did let go of what's his name? What's the offensive coordinator's name? Uh, I didn't get Getty. yeah, I didn't get very attached to the guy as I didn't like the guy from the from the jump. I didn't like the guy with how they held uh, Justin Fields within the pocket, tried to make him a pocket passer and all that stuff. I didn't like it, so I I didn't get attached. Well, good because he's gone, and uh, we'll see what they do offensive coordinator wise. A lot of different coaching movements. You know, Frabel oh, was kind of a shock with the Titans. I could see him landing in New England. Potentially now that, you know, Belichick's, you know, parting ways and they mutually agreed to to kind of leave. So it'll be it'll be interesting how the, the head coaching landscape, you know, changes a bit. You know, Ron Rivera's gone for the commanders as well as a few other spots. So should be interesting. Uh, hopefully your Bears make the right decisions. Um, I think it should be Fields and just kind of load up around him. But, you know, I'm not the GM. I'm not the, the billionaire owner either. Making those decisions, but uh, first overall pick, you know, again, two years in a row now. Uh, so we'll see what you guys are able to do. Yeah, well, I am, I'm glad you didn't mention Nick Saban retiring. That, <laughs> yeah, you could have heard me cry. You, yeah, oh yeah, he did. He retired yesterday. Did he really? Yes, he did. So see, yes. I'm not on I'm not on Twitter, so I'm I'm fasting right now from social media. Uh, just something I'm doing with my church, kind of starving the flesh a little bit is what it's meant to do. Uh, starve the Star of the flesh. Some people do it with like a food standpoint to to star the the flesh that way in order to feed the the spirit. But I'm more, you know, getting rid of social media. So I feel like that's kind of been a distraction between me and the guy that I follow myself. So uh, that's that's what I'm doing. So I'm missing a lot of the news. If underdog doesn't like alert me with a notification, I'm not gonna see it because I'm not on the Twitter slash X right now. Won't be till the end of the month. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, he retired yesterday, which is which is something. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things uh, where you see the end of these coaching eras coming to check where you talk about Belichick, you talk about Pete Carroll, now Nick Saban. And, you know, I'm going to put those three guys because they're older in age a little bit and uh, they've stepped aside or they've been released, you know, a mutual agreement, whatever. But it's definitely a a changing of the guard, it feels like. That's crazy. I did not know that. I I know Tommy Reese, uh, Notre Dame guys there for the offensive coordinator. I wanted to give him a shot to go young or. Or what will happen there? But, yeah, that changes the whole landscape, not just for recruiting, but just the SEC in general if uh, Alabama kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Yeah, shockwaves down here. I mean, we, we all we all anticipated it at some point, but 
I think we thought we'd get a little bit more notice. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like before the playoffs started, hey, this is going to be my last one. Just, yeah. but, but it just didn't end that way. Anyway, and, and that's cool because he didn't want to be a distraction to the team. I believe uh, this is the team's team. You know, this is the team's game, you know, that player's game. So yeah, it's all absolutely. Right. Uh, let's see. We always put on those contests and I will pin that contest tweet or, well, I'll, I'll pin the show tweet on the FIT O'Day account. I, I, I'm butchering the FI Today account with a little underscore there and you can check it out over there and I will pin the show's tweet and we will have the contest link to it. Pierre's going to be useless over there on Twitter because he's I doing those 21 day. You're just useless, baby. Uh, and I will also pin it over there on my Loafinit account as well. So maybe, Pierre, you'll come back to a whole bunch of followers. I don't know, at Wee 31 over on Twitter. Uh, we who, who, What was the results last week, Pierre? You, that's you were the result. <laughs> Nice job. At the first, at the top, 176.84. Really good lineup build. Nick Mullins, Aaron Jones, James Conner, CeeDee Lamb, DJ Moore, Justin Jefferson, uh, Noah Gray with the snowflake zero there, Johnny Munt, and then the Commanders with a zero. So you got two zeros, and you still put off a 176.84, which is quite impressive. Quite impressive. I I had to jam those receivers in. I felt like those receivers were going to have big days. Uh, and I wanted to put Nick Mullins in there with Jefferson. Nick Mullins just seemed to be the best I don't know, ROI, I guess it was what you mm-hmm. call it. You know, just I thought he was going to have the best one right there. And I knew what Aaron Jones was going to do against my Bears. It just was inevitable. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had Aaron Jones, too. I actually had Connor, which was frustrating. I swapped him out last second to to try to get more balance. Um, I had Connor and Noah Gray kind of in my flex. And I, I went balanced. Didn't work out. Should have kept Connor. I should have went Jefferson. That would have been a good way to – to kind of get off of Mullins, because I saw Mullins, and we talked about it, mm-hmm. that Mullins was popping pretty well, points for dollar standpoint. But I wasn't going to play him. I was locked in on Carson Wentz, <laughs> who actually did just fine, outperformed Mullins, actually. Um, 27.12 for, for Mr. Wentz there. But I should have got Justin Jefferson in there to get a little piece of the action, uh, because I had A.J. Brown, and I could have afforded him, and A.J. Brown got hurt like the first series. Yeah. and yeah. That's pretty much it for me there. I think I finished fourth. Right outside the, the totem. Uh, I think Carson Wentz, his, his nickname now is Wheels because he had, what, 17 carries or something? <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, yeah, he, he was he was definitely running the ball, rushing one in, which I didn't expect. Um, but you know me, I'm kind of a, a narrative storyline type, uh, a little bit on the, the betting Vegas, you know, conspiracy mm-hmm. theories at times. And I just felt like the Rams were going to win that game um in order to set up the whole Stafford back to Detroit mm-hmm. situation. And that's exactly what happened so. Well, and speaking of that, as we look at these playoffs coming up, I and this is going to go into our Saturday slate here where we have Cleveland versus Houston, Miami versus Kansas City. By the way, Pierre, mm-hmm. I didn't write down these totals either because I enjoyed playing that game last week. All right. Did you? So okay. I, yeah, oh, yeah. So I didn't write down the totals. I uh, we, we got weather updates a little bit. I have been paying attention a little bit to the weather. And I, granted, I, I'd imagine I've heard the totals at some point somewhere. So maybe it would be a little bit uh, cheating this week. I'm not not that I've wrote them down. And we all, all know right. I have a faulty memory. But anyway, uh, I think the same thing going into this Cleveland-Houston game. Because if Joe Flacco performs well and the Cleveland uh, – what's Browns? I want to say Cavaliers and I went into Bengals. <laughs> But if, we, if the Cleveland Browns perform well, mm. next week he will be playing against the Baltimore Ravens. So yeah. going into that conspiracy thought process, I just can't see how the NFL won't allow that to happen. Yeah, the only thing is, like, he could he could easily push Stroud, you know, as well as the, the up-and-coming rookie. But I do lean the Browns here. Um, 
in addition, this is kind of its own storyline. I know he's not starting, but I guarantee we hear Deshaun Watson and the Texans, you know, a couple times uh, this yeah. Saturday. So that that kind of plays a part of that. I feel again, he's not going to be on the field. It's going to be Flacco, but that'll that'll be a story that pops up um, for sure. Did you want to take a shot at the the total of this game over under? Cleveland, Houston. This is a big one. Uh, I, I I anticipate it being a shootout. I like both defenses a little bit, especially mm-hmm. Houston at home. But Cleveland Browns, their defense travels really well. They do. Uh, now I'm going to say it's like a probably a, a 46 point total, 46 point total, and I want to say Houston's favored at home, but I, I don't know that to be true because of the rookie factor. Give me Cleveland by like one. Close. Cleveland by two. Um, a little high on total down at 44 and a half. Um, but it is indoors, uh, which is something I think everyone should kind of take into account uh, this weekend as a whole because there is some weather situations and the, the game we'll talk about next. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Cleveland's uh, favorite by two on the road, 44.5 total here. That is that is very interesting because they are on the road. Houston is at home. So you would think that that's a, what normally that used to be a four-point swing already for the home team to be favored by four. But they're saying Cleveland's even better than that. They're saying that Cleveland's better by, by like six points. Yeah, so how usually, at least how I've always understood and saw it work, is the, the home team tends to start off favorite by three. Um, so, yeah, when you look at them favorite by two, it's, it's basically like a five-point swing here mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. the Browns. So that's, that's interesting. Again, on the road, but like you said, their defense travels really well. Uh, one of, if not the best defense in the NFL this season – uh, you wouldn't see that last week because they they basically sat and rested the majority of their starters, but they'll be they'll be locked and loaded and ready to go come Saturday. Joe Flacco is priced at sixty one hundred. He hasn't he he has yet to fail us. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Flacco, if you started him every time, he's he's just turned up gold for you. But this week he's going to probably be the second highest owned quarterback, if not the highest owned quarterback, because when you look at all four of these guys mm-hmm. here in, in these games, Flacco is going to be the lowest priced starter. In this yeah. 6,100. So maybe people won't want to stray away from Patrick Mahomes. And if they don't, and and, and Mahomes is really rostered really high, I'll probably try to go to Flacco. But I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't mind having Stroud in this situation. Yeah, Flacco is going to be popular for his price point alone to, to start, just being the, the cheapest one at 6,100. He tossed in the weather element, and I think he's probably going to be even a bit more owned, <laughs> just because the, the weather's going to scare some folks off uh, there in, in Kansas City. Supposed to be kind of frigid. Again, we'll get to that game. But right now, he's projected right behind Mahomes. Um, and what I'm seeing from a, an ownership standpoint, he's around 27.8%. Just looking at, again, this is just Saturday only. So we're not looking at the, the full Saturday through Monday. Uh, Mahomes is right around 40%. So about a 13% gap. Uh, between Flacco and Mahomes, with Mahomes leading the pack at 40%. Um, then Stroud comes in third there at, at 20%. So the leverage is probably going to be on Tua. Uh, but, yeah, Flacco's coming in second right now for projected ownership. Okay. All right. Uh, if we do, let's just let's just go ahead and say we put Flacco in there. Uh, we got to couple him up. we got to couple him up with uh, his, his go-to receiver has been Amari Cooper, left and right, right? And then you got to throw an Njoku in there, too. That's mm-hmm. not too bad of a stack. But it, 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 I'm not going to say it gets expensive, <laughs> but boy, it kind of gets expensive. I mean, it is. These The pricing's tough um, on Saturday for sure because you even look at the, the Kansas City and Dolphins players, you're going to want some of, someone for that team. 
Um, and you're not going to want the the duds. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. You're going to want to pay up for for one of the the actual talented players in one of those rosters. Mm-hmm. So you look at you look at Cooper at 6,800. Coming off of, you know, the hill, he's rested the last two games, but he he's definitely been uh, one of the weapons of choice for Joe Flacco. I personally think Njoku's been the, the top weapon for right. Flacco, and you can save about $1,200. You got the tight end position versus the, the wide receiver position is the whole thing. So are you going to want to, let's say, for example, go Njoku 5,600 or go to Kelsey, who's down at 6,100? Like, that's a big question to answer because a lot of people aren't going to be wanting to play Kelsey because he's been awful mm-hmm. like the last half of the season. Uh, and Joku's been really good. So those are going to be the decision points. When you go to Amari Cooper, are you going to be able to also play a, a Nico Collins? Are you going to be able to play a Rasheed Rice, a Tyreek Hill, one of those other top receivers as well? Um, because you're going to have to pay up some for, for, for running back also. There's not really a cheap punt type of a running back unless you want to go with one of the Browns. No, and and that's that is where I was gonna go. Uh, just thinking about this, and this is a hard show to do because we only got like two games and you know yeah. what I mean? Like and you gotta factor all this in because you only have so many roster spots to fill with so many good players. I think Devin Singletary is a must play position. And I know Cleveland Browns defense is really tough, but at the same time they've given up 33 DraftKings points or fantasy points to running backs over the last couple of weeks. So that, and I know last week they had an off week and everything, but Devin Singletary is just getting so much volume, so much work that I got to throw Devin Singletary in there because Isaiah Pacheco is just going to be rostered through the roof. Yeah, I think Pacheco will be popular. It's going to be interesting to, to follow the the active status of Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. That's going to be the the unique situation because if he's out again, I think a lot of people will go to HN. If Mostert's back, I don't know if I don't know if the Dolphins guys will get enough ownership given the the weather situation in Kansas City. Um, so that's just something to monitor. Again, Kansas City's been really good against the run, uh, but if it's a one-headed backfield mostly with with like HN, I think folks will go to HN. If it's Mostert and HN, I don't think they'll have the the ownership that they probably should, given the, the ceiling that both of those guys have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then opposite Singletary, I actually think the salary saver could be Jerome Ford um, yeah. at 5,500. Uh, Pierre Strong got hurt in that week 18 game where he was kind of the, the only running back they were trying to use. Uh, he ended up getting hurt in that Bengals game. Uh, Kareem Hunt's a little banged up, but he's been questionable. I think he'll be active. But I think Jerome Ford's kind of their pass catching back, even over Hunt. So, if you want to save, it's going to be Singletary or Ford. If everyone's kind of leaning Singletary, I think you could go Ford there. Um, but again, keep the Miami guys in in consideration when we get to that game. Okay. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, and 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 I'll say this too: if ATN's not a hundred percent, Mostert's not a hundred percent. I could really see, uh, you know, what. ATN last week only had 10 carries, whether or not that was because the game was a blowout game and maybe they didn't want to give him as many carries, give him a little bit more rest. Maybe he wasn't fully healthy. I don't know. But ATN has, I'm not going to say let people down because he's put up remarkable numbers. But from a DraftKings perspective, he doesn't always hit those numbers. He doesn't get a lot of snaps. He doesn't get a lot of touches. And usually those things are the indicators that produce results. If one or the other of those guys are out, is Jeff Wilson a nice pivot? I mean, no. 4,200, not no. at all? 
Not at all. He, he doesn't get enough volume for me either is the thing. Um, even when he has, like, it hasn't really done much. I think so far this year, um, what, 16? He got, no, not even 16, 11 was his highest uh, against the Jets. He got 11 carries. He put up 10 fancy points. Um, whereas you look at a guy like HN, for example, he's gotten 14 or more attempts three times this year. 26.7, 25.3, I don't know why they're not giving him the ball. <laughs> it's basically what I'm saying. Whenever he's gotten, you know, double-digit attempts outside of the, the last game where he, he even scored a touchdown that Buffalo game, outside of that game, he's put up 25-plus every time he's gotten double-digit attempts. So I would I would feed the guy, especially if Moster's out. If Moster's in – I think you could play either one and just hope that you you land on the right. It's like a flip of a coin. Okay. A chance the the burst, the 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 big play guy. Moster, you know, if they get down the one, he's probably going to get two or three opportunities to to yeah. get into the end zone. I, I'd have to lean Moster on that. Just he's he's been the goal line back all year long, mm-hmm. um, and A chan has done a, a very good job. And I wouldn't be surprised if they totally flip that just to give A chan the whoever's hot. Is who they're going to keep running with. So you're right. It's a coin flip for me personally. I'll save the what hundred dollars? Is it a hundred dollars? I'm saving there sixty yeah. seven, sixty eight hundred. I'll save the hundred dollars. I'll probably build a couple different lineups to just throw a moster or an a ten in there. But I almost wonder. And let me lean on your expertise on this. Is the best thing to do because we haven't really touched on the weather. We'll just go ahead and take the weather. It's going to be cold. <laughs> I mean, like really cold, but minus thirty degrees. Yeah, and windy. So. so the forecast right now says zero degrees at kickoff, um, and that's not encountering the, the wind yet. So when the wind's incorporated, it's going to feel like below zero, probably around 20 to 30 degrees below zero, which is not fun to play in. I don't think that'll be great for the passing games. So I expect these these running games to, to really kind of be involved even more so. You're not going to want to tackle no. guys running <laughs> Negative yeah, but you know, it, you remember you remember that Buffalo game a couple of, I, I want to say it was last year or two years ago when it was like this. I think it was Buffalo, New England. Yeah. I think and and I mean all they did was play between the 30-yard lines. That's mm-hmm. it. And they just I mean they didn't score a point. The punts were going backwards. You remember that? I mean that yeah. and it was cold and I mean it was nasty and I want to say the score was like 3 nothing at the end of the game. I mean it was it was nothing there. I don't think that we're going to be able to lean on a passing attack here from either one of these teams. I do think if you're going to play something from this side, Miami Kansas City game anyway is what we're talking about. What what is this? Like a it's it's got to be a 40 point total and Kansas City's got to be favored by like 3 or something. So total's 44, still hanging there wow. 44. Uh, which is a little surprising, uh, given the weather. And uh, yeah, Kansas City by four and a half. Maybe maybe we shouldn't worry about it if this total stay in there at forty four. I'm gonna worry about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm cold. Saying, I'm, I'm cold. I'm cold talking about it. I'm just. I'm cold talking about it. I'm not let alone playing in it. Uh, if there was a wide receiver, uh, well, hey, let me go back to. It. Maybe we should just fade Miami, completely. Not throw any Miami Dolphins in the lineup at all. Not even talk about an A-chan, not talk about a Mostert, not talk about a Hill, because let's face it, we have those statistics, too, for years that we've heard about Miami yeah. going and playing under 20-degree weather or something or under 30-degree weather. They, like, do nothing. Nothing. Zilch, right? <laughs> yeah, but I agree with all but but one of those. And you know which one of those scare me? Which one of those you think scares me? Um, I don't know. Which one? It's Tyreek Hill. 
Oh, okay. At, back right. at Kansas City? Yeah, back at Kansas City. He wanted to play well that first time when they were – I can't remember if they were in Germany or in London, but they they played earlier overseas, and he didn't have a game he expected to have. I'm not saying force him in there, but, I mean, it's still Tyreek Hill. If there's one player that can break a slate, it's Tyreek Hill. His speed alone, I mean, he doesn't have to get a, a deep ball. Like He doesn't have to get behind a defense. He can take a quick screen to the house. He can do it multiple times. And you look at you just look at his year. So look at 2023. How many times did he score in single digits? I don't know. Zero? Zero. Wow. He never scored. He did have a 10-point game uh, against Tennessee earlier. I think he got hurt in that game. Only saw five targets. Um, but he never, he never, he never scored below 10. And that was his worst game. He scored, you know, 30 plus, one, two, three, four, five, six times. He's got 20s in there, like. He's the one guy, regardless of weather, that I would be afraid of fading just because even in cold weather, extreme weather, he's capable of scoring multiple touchdowns and being someone on a two-game slate, especially, that you're going to need to have. I don't know. His roster ship's going to be – everybody's going to try to play him, you know, in the 90s. Not projected that way. So we'll we'll go to receiver, and I'll I'll let you guess. You're lacking the guess. Who do you think? Do you think he's the top? Projected on receiver for Saturday? I do. I do. He's not. It's, it's probably Amari Cooper because Cooper put up 50 on nope. Houston. Who? Rashid Rice. Really? It's projected at 55% ownership right now, followed by Nico Collins, followed by Amari Cooper. So you're you're right with the other two. All three of those guys are projected more ownership over Tyreek Hill. All right. Who comes in four. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, uh, he's expensive. Be... It's going to be hard to get him in there mm-hmm. with good roster construction, but it's also hard to leave him out. All right, so Pierre, we talked about the four, the four, the four main wide receivers and the three powerhouses, and then Tyreek Hill too, as far as roster roster ship goes. So, if we want to get a little bit different on this Saturday slate, is there anybody here that might be a salary saver for us? that you're looking at and eyeballing that might have potential to be able to break through in either one of these two games? Salary saver will be interesting. It's going to depend on some injury news. Um, I think the Brown situation is one to monitor. Um, so you know Cooper's going to be back. Moore's going to be back. But Cedric Tillman's been questionable. Um, He's out. He's out on my thing. And so if he doesn't play, then I think you could go with David Bell as a salary saver. Um, receiver out of Purdue. Uh, had two touchdowns last week. Uh, finally got a chance to start there. Um, really talented. I think he was a, a third-round pick of theirs. Right now, he's down around 6%. He's only 3,500. Again, this is with Tillman out. Uh, I could see I could see him you know, at least getting in the end zone and, and helping out from a salary-saving standpoint. So I don't mind uh, David Bell um, from a tight end standpoint. So folks are going to want to click on Kelsey because 6,100 still looks really enticing for Kelsey. We talked about Njoku being the top weapon. Uh, that could leave Dalton Schultz uh, a little bit under on there. Uh, he's only 4,400. You look at the receiving core for the Texans, it's really just been Nico Collins ever since Tank Dell's been out and injured for the season. Uh, Noah Brown's been trying to work his way back, but if he's missing again, uh, I think Dalton Schultz on the Texans would be someone to, to potentially click on at 4,400 as well. 
I'm I'm putting Noah Gray in, man. <laughs> it worked last week. I might as well do it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need points from him, clearly. Miami, by the way, over the last couple of weeks, have given up 26 uh, draft, uh, fantasy points to tight ends. And and they project really well for me and my little projection sheet that I do mm-hmm. for, uh, for Kansas City. So so Travis Kelsey might be one of those times to be able to lean on him. I don't know. I mean, I, I, they didn't even play him last week. All they did is 16 yards to get it to his 1,000 again and be the first tight end to do it for, what, eight seasons in a row, I think, was the stat. Yeah. So when you, when, you, when you look at that, it's like, okay, the guy cannot be healthy. He wanted to, they, they gave him a week off and this cold weather just can't be good for those old bones like that. I, I, I don't know. It makes me want to fade that completely. It's tough. I, I think this could be his, his last hurrah, like potentially, I think both Kelsey brothers actually could retire this off season. Uh, I don't have any details or sources on that. It's just, just that feeling, you know, if, you know, how much toll it's taken on their body, uh, Travis obviously has been banged up. I know Jason considered it last offseason. Um, Travis has got his, his little sweetheart and Taylor Swift now and, you know, potentially looking to settle down. So he's made his money. He's won a Super Bowl. So I could see this being his last hoorah uh, there for the Chiefs. And hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting how that plays out. But 6,100, he, he hasn't been that cheap in a long, long time. Um, he I, he hasn't been good. Like, we'll, we'll be honest. Right. Travis Kelsey has not been good. But is he capable at home in the code of putting up uh, a vintage Kelsey type of performance? We'll, we'll see. I heard him and his brother are going to have Aaron Rodgers on on their podcast. No, I'm just no, boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pierre, let's just let's build a lineup. You want to build a lineup? Sure. For the Saturday slate? Do you want to do this? Are you going to build it together? I, yeah, let's build it together. Let's build it okay. together. Do you want the first pick or you want me to take the first pick? Go for it. I it, it depends on what slate we're playing. I like to play the dime slates with you know thirty thousand contestants or whatever. So I'm always trying to utilize and and let's just let's just do this as a GPP big big money contest. Okay, let's just do it. Okay. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go quarterback, okay. and I'm going to force us to, to get somebody from that indoor game and stay away from the outdoor game. And okay. you know I want to go Flacco, but I don't want that kind of roster ship in one of those big GPPs. So I'm going to go ahead and go CJ Stroud. I think they'll end up with the same amount of fantasy points. And yes, I'm paying 700 more. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't mind pivoting to Flacco if I have to, just to save a little bit of money yeah. and jam in somebody else. So we we have that available to us. But I do want to put CJ Stroud in there at quarterback simply for roster ship. Okay. Right. That's, you remember the last time you, you didn't play Flacco? I'm just going to toss that I, out there. <laughs> but uh, okay, so with Stroud, I will go. Bring back on the the other side. Uh, give me Njoku, fifty six hundred okay. at tight end. I love that. I, uh, let's run it back with Njoku. Can we go ahead and throw a DST in here just so we can kind of know how much? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do, do we mind? Do we want to go cheap? Cheap Dolphins yeah, are at twenty eight hundred, but they don't. It's, yeah, but all the all the all the all the Dolphins are coming from the street, man. I, that, it's okay. it's, it's a crapshoot, anyways. Okay. Like right. defense, you just hope for some luck. So yeah, well, go Dolphins, save a hundred dollars. You know, go ahead and make another pick here. Okay, uh, I will. I got to put Singletary. I said I wanted Singletary in there, so I'm going to go with Singletary at 5,700. I think we can find some value with him getting all those touches. Okay, I will go other running back. Give me Pacheco at 6,400. We're going chalk on the running backs. We're going to go chalk. I think it's good chalk, though. I think it's good chalk. All right, wide receiver. I do want to save money. I don't know that I can save any money here at all. You're you're in love with putting Tyreek Hill in, aren't you? 
I'm not in love. I'm just saying it's hard to to fade someone with that type of upside. We've got 5,300 left, Pierre. That's all we got. So if we if we even go Nico, Rasheed Rice, and I already got Cooper in there. I guess 6,800. I got to put Cooper in. There. You can't pass up 50 points with the last game with Amari <laughs> Cooper. So I got to put Cooper there. Okay, so you're going Cooper. I will. I'll go Collins. Right. The reason I go Collins is we, we got Stroud at quarterback. And if Stroud's truly going to hit that GPP winning ceiling, he's probably going to need Nico Collins to have a big game. Let's see here. If we toy around and put Tyreek in, that gives us $200 left. So we can't do that. You cannot do that at all. <laughs> we got we got on average about forty four fifty. If we put Rice in, that gives us 2300 left, Pierre. Yeah, that, can't do that either. No, we're going to have to put in Bell. We're gonna have to put in Bell. Okay. If that's if that's our salary saver, we're gonna have to put in Bell. Uh, we can't really put in Noah Moore, I guess. Elijah Moore. Do you want to do Elijah Moore? Okay, that's or your Bell. pick. Well, I know it's, but I'm not. I'm not. You know, you're, you're about five hundred. So what does five hundred leave? It'll either leave uh, a Noah Brown if he somehow you know plays. He didn't return to practice today, um, and be basically a, a game stack for the most part of the, the 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 Browns and Texans with with the 500 we wouldn't be able to get Brown it'd be uh, a Lair Hunt Pierce Schultz maybe if we wanted Dalton Schultz as well or Jeff Wilson I, Jr. you liked him I didn't but I put Bell in there I went ahead and did Bell okay. at 3500 so that leaves you with 5400 left to make that final yeah, we'll just round it out with, with Noah Brown yeah I like the big play potential we got yep. one. We got one chief. We got one we chief, and, and we it. got the dolphins. And the dolphins D. <laughs> wow. We we can go up though. We can go. We could change the dolphins D if we wanted to. We could to the Texans or the Chiefs. We could go Chiefs and have correlation with Pacheco there, and just expect yeah. the dolphins to get shut out. Uh, I'm entering a 55 cent tokens or something like that. There, there you go. go. There we go. We did it. We did it. All right. Let's head over the game number or day number two. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Green Bay, Dallas, Los Angeles Rams, and the Detroit Lions. Let's break this one down a little bit more like we did throughout the whole season, Pierre. Oh, I went to tears. Oh, that's terrible. We're going to have to buy time now until I get there. Pittsburgh and Buffalo, though. Total. It's, it's, it, yeah. Windy. What do you think Let's total give, is? Give, give me the weather first. Give me the weather. You want the weather before the total? Okay. Um, weather before total. Rough. Rough as well. Cold. Uh, potentially some snow, windy, temps in the 20s, uh, sustained winds around 15 miles an hour, gusts around 30 miles per hour. All right. So it's not good weather. Is that not good weather. Are you trying to Warmer tell me it's Kansas City? <laughs> you're trying to tell me it's not good weather. Uh, I'm going to say that one. Let's do a 42 point total. Buffalo favored by five. <laughs> 35 point total. Buffalo <laughs> by 10. I was going to say, they don't expect Pittsburgh to score any points. They do not. They any do points. Not. Wow. They're, pro- they're projected for 12 to 13 points right now. Wow. Wow. That's something right there. No love for Rudolph anymore. Christmas is over. Uh, <laughs> we got Josh Allen, though, always playing, always putting the ball in his hands is what needs to happen. But let me ask you this. Are his DraftKings totals going to go down this week? At least his fantasy point totals go down this week because it is such a big thing. Or is Josh just going to get Josh's? I think Josh is just going to get Josh. Um, they still got a pretty solid total, even with the team. The the team total is twenty three, even with the over under only thirty five. So they're still 
projected to score at least three touchdowns, and you have to expect him to truly be a part of all three. Like, yeah, you could potentially see a a James Cook run, but they get down in there and they're starting to, you know, do their own little Bills tush push there, and he's running a little bit more. See, I think I think Josh Allen will be just fine, even at eight K. You see yourself playing Mason Rudolph at all? No. Okay. Ooh. At all. You don't think he can get to 15? Nah, he, he can, but I'm not I'm not going to trust him to. It's and, not going to be with you, huh? No, it will not. No, it, he started off hot you know, at 20-point game that first time. Then he went down to 11, and then he was at 9. 9 against Baltimore. And I would say that the Buffalo Bills right now are at peak form, and I would say that that peak form is not very far away from a Baltimore Ravens form either. Well, everyone's talking about, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs. The Bills are struggling. I'm like, trust me, they're they're going to be in the playoffs. Just just wait. I even have a, a co-worker that's up in uh, Canada, and a lot of the, the area of Canada that, that he's in are, are big Bills fans. And I told him, I was like, once they once their schedule gets tougher, watch them all of a sudden flip on a switch. And ta-da, here we are. Running backs in this game, you mentioned James Cook, who is getting a lot of work. He's also getting a lot of drops. I keep seeing a lot of drops from him as far as mm-hmm. possible touchdowns. But at the same time, that might result in more touchdowns for him if he just would hold on to the ball. I don't know if this is the game for that or not. But, man, James Cook looks pretty good at 6,600, Pierre. The problem is he hasn't hit that fantasy point total for quite a while now. Yeah, going about three weeks. He, he hadn't been there, and that's after like a five-week stretch of being pretty solid. Um, he's even fumbling the ball too. So it's not even just drops. He's, he's dropping the ball in two different ways from a, a pass catching standpoint and a rushing standpoint, but 6,600, not too bad of a, a price. Um, I don't know how much they'll, they'll lean on him. Uh, if they are concerned with his fumbling, I do know that they, they kind of got Fournette involved, uh, last week. And I think, uh, Octavius Murray was inactive. Um, so that's something to monitor as well with playoff Lenny. Uh, potentially making his way back into the hearts of many. I'm down at 4,400, but I don't know. I think it's mostly just Josh Allen. Uh, Steph Dick seemed to be more involved. And then if Gabe Davis misses, uh, Kincaid, you know, Shakira, those types will be even more involved in the passing attack as well. We got to totally play Shakira. If he's, if, if, Davis is out. Shakir just tore it up last week, man. Gave us 20 DraftKings points last week, yeah. six catches, over 100 yards, and he didn't even get a tutty. Didn't even get a tutty, and he got 20 DraftKings points. 3,400. It'd be, it'd be nice. I, I mean, I'd like for Gabe Davis to play, but if he doesn't, yeah, it's a, a benefit for us. I don't know, even if he does play, if they can't utilize Shakir a little bit more. He looks so good out there on the field, uh, and, and that helps out a little bit, too, with uh, – you know, the, the blowout it was in Miami and all, and so much attention was given to Diggs, but Diggs was even getting behind Miami's defense. It, it just seems to really be clicking on all cylinders right now for Buffalo. Yeah, I think Diggs could have a, a big game here. He had been quiet. Um, he saw eight targets, caught seven against the Dolphins, had a couple misses from Josh Allen that could have led to even bigger days. Uh, but just, it's good to have those type of weapons. So Kincaid's been great. Um Secure, like you mentioned, had a big game. So we can we can see it could be interesting. I don't mind. I I, I know you're gonna hate me for saying this. I don't mind Dawson Knox. I knew you were gonna say Dawson Knox. It's well, it's it's <laughs> touchdown dependent. I know it's touchdown dependent and everything, but if I just had to if I had to punt something and I want to possibly get something out of somebody that I'm punting, yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna take Dawson Knox. Under 3K, he got 10 DraftKings points last time. 
And, and I think he might be finally healthy if we're looking at this. I know he's got a questionable tag and all, but he's missed so much time this season. But it's just Josh Allen's guy. And, and, and it's time to be trusting your guys. And Josh Allen trusts Dawson Knox more than he trusts Kincaid, I believe, more than he trusts James Cook, I believe. And so I just think Dawson Knox might become a factor, touchdown dependent, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't need much from him. So you just got to hope, really, you got to hope he gets in the end zone. That's what happened in, in Miami. You know, he only had two catches, but one was a touchdown. Uh, six points, you're, you're fine even with just the six, but he's just going to be at least seven if he catches it. You just got to hope he gets in the end zone, even about, at, at 2,900. What about either one of these guys, Najee or uh, Warren? Are you going to play either one of those running backs? I mean, I think he can save salary by playing one of them. I think I lean Najee. Everybody's been wanting to go to Jalen Warren, but it's just been Najee the last few weeks. No, he it play has. Warren, and it's been Najee. So I, that's who I would lean. I would just lean Najee. He's getting the goal line work. You know, he's gotten, what, 20-plus carries basically last three weeks. So if they somehow get out in front, you definitely want Najee. If they get behind, it could get a little questionable. But, I mean, the Steelers seem to keep all games close somehow. I don't know, understand how they do it because I don't mm-hmm. think their roster is that great, but they do it every single year. No Pickens, no Johnson? Uh, no. yeah, you, you can play one. All right. No Friar moves. All right. All right. Let's ne- uh, next game. Uh, Green Bay, Dallas. That's a big one. Yeah. Hey, uh, we should have done this. Pierre, going back to Saturday. I didn't ask you this. Okay. Cleveland versus Houston. Who you got winning? Browns. Do you really? Yep. <clears throat> I do as well. And we got uh, well, who else? Who was uh, what was the other game? Chiefs, oh, Chiefs, yeah, Kansas City, Kansas City, I got, Miami. I got the Chiefs. Me too. I think they make Mahomes go on the road all to right. Buffalo uh, after all the Buffalo in Kansas City. Yeah, it's time. It's time to go the other direction, huh? <laughs> and Pittsburgh, Buffalo. We both got Buffalo on that one. Yes. I you don't even don't even answer. Don't even answer. You don't even have to answer that one. I knew what you did because you're a smart <laughs> feller. But that brings us to Green Bay and Dallas. And I'm <laughs> as I say that one, I'm going to force you to make one of those picks as well. That's what made me think of it because I know your household is a Green Bay household. At least one of you are. And that's going to put you in hot water, mister, if you don't pick these Green Bay Packers, who, by the way, I'm going to say are not favored. I think Dallas is favored in this game probably by six. I'm going to say six. And this total... Both teams are playing really well. Dallas scores a million points at home. Green mm-hmm. Bay is just throwing the ball all over the field. This has got to be, I'm not going to say the highest point total because the Rams and Detroit have got to be the highest <laughs> point total. But this one's got to be real close to 50, maybe 50, 51. Yeah, right there, right in the middle, 50 and a half. So bravo. And Dallas by seven. So you're you're right on the money here. I probably did hear that, and it's just been going through my brain. To, to, but I knew I, it had to be 50. It had to be over 50. Uh, this one, Dak Prescott or Jordan Love, which one would you prefer to play? you got a $1,300 salary savings in Jordan Love at 6300 compared to Dak 7600 Who would you rather play in this one? I'd still play play Dak. He's just been too, too good at home. Um, he's been lighting it up. So <laughs> he's averaging like 23 points. At home this season, even if he just gets 23, you're you're perfectly fine with that at 7600. Do we have a big home road difference between Jordan Love or is he is he pretty much steady Eddie? With Jordan Love, he's kind of been right in the middle. Like he's he's right there, 16.5 at home, 17 away. So it just depends on if he's on or not. It doesn't matter where he's playing. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, I know he's been lighting it up the last couple games. I'm I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be honest with you. I told you this before. I thought Jordan Love was ready. 
Whenever yeah. I seen him play in the preseason, I think it was, or or maybe when he when he subbed in for Aaron Rodgers last year, I think at some point for a little bit, I was like, oh, he's ready. You know, the the kid looked ready. Yeah. But then we hit that little tough spell towards the middle of the season. He kind of he's been up and down this year, which is typical of a young quarterback, I would imagine. But he's really been on fire. But let's you know, it was Chicago, it was Minnesota, it was Carolina that he's really done well against. Yeah. But you look at like Tampa Bay, not so good. The New York Giants who blitz a lot, Tampa Bay blitz a lot, right? Those are the two blitzing, blitzing teams. Yeah. He didn't do well at all. Guess what? Dallas, they're one of those tough defenses, and they're going to put pressure on the quarterback. I could see Jordan Love folding like a suitcase here in this game. I don't know if he'll fold. Like, I I feel he's talented. Like, <clears throat> just watching throughout the season, not just the last few games, Throughout the season, he he seems like a, a talented quarterback. He has the arm strength. It, it comes down to his decision making. Um, even the, the rough games, like you mentioned, rough games from a fantasy perspective, he he only went less than what fifteen twice, I think, you know, three times. Everything else, he's got fifteen plus. When you look at only sixty three hundred, that's not bad. You only need about eighteen at his price range, and he's done that quite a bit himself indoors. So you don't have to worry about the 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 weather elements his 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 receivers have really like blossomed here late in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaden Reed's been stellar. I liked him coming out of Michigan State. Bo Melton, I liked him as well. Another Big Ten guy, I believe, out in Nebraska. He's he stepped up. Wicks. They might be getting Christian Watson back. You got two tight ends now because Musgrave's back. Tucker Craft's been solid. They're actually giving the ball to Aaron Jones, which I think is the biggest portion of these last few weeks that they actually had a running back that can run for more than two or three yards. Uh, now that AJ Dillon has been a little banged up. So, I mean, I think he can, he can put up points. So I know if they're going to win or not, I don't, I don't think they win, but I think he can play well here. Okay. Uh, let's go over, jump. Let's, let's jump over to the wide receiver and I'll say it again yeah. this week. I don't know which green Bay receiver it necessarily is. Cause we haven't seen really these guys all on the field at the same time. You know, uh, Christian yeah. Watson is in and out, in and out and, and Reed has really blossomed. But I think Reed is, is love's guy. I just know it's not dubs Dobbs. I, yeah. I, I keep saying that and it keeps coming true that it's not Dobbs. That's all I know. Well, he got late. He got hurt late in that game too, against the Bears. So he, he's questionable also, but yeah, Jaden Reed's the, the one I would start with. He's just been so, so consistent here lately. Christian Watson, I'm always excited to play Christian Watson just because of his speed and the upside that he can bring. Uh, you just got to hope his hamstrings hold up. Kind of like Will Fuller back in the day. If you remember Will Fuller on the Texans, uh, if he can get behind the defense, if his hamstrings hold up, he can have some pretty big games. That's the same from Christian Watson. Octavian Wicks has been solid, and then Bo Melton's kind of coming to his own over these last couple games as well. Um, he's the cheapest of them all, so there's another punt. Um, on a Sunday type of slate, if you want someone other than Shakir, let's say Gabe Davis plays, uh, you might be able to toss in Bo Melton if Christian Watson's out. You know who else I think is a kind of a punt play a little bit, or at least contrarian play? Who's that? Uh, I, I, you got to put Lamb in there, right? You, gotta, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> you just yeah. got to put Lamb. It, it, but all of a sudden, you're at, you're at a lot of money spent if you go Dak and Lamb, right? But mm-hmm. Cooks at home has played so much better than he has on the road. He's he's gotten you 16 DraftKings points on average this year at home, which is right there. For, you know, five thousand. That's that's going to pay three and a half times his value. Yeah, yeah. He, Cooks is he's in play. Uh, really good against the the zone. And like you mentioned, he averages about six seven points at home. 
uh, higher compared to the road. So I don't mind Cooks. Um, I do think you got to probably just jam in C.D. Lamb. So it's are you going to be comfortable playing both of those guys or are you going to fade C.D. Lamb, which I wouldn't recommend to anyone right now? No, not right now. <laughs> uh, on the running backs, uh, Aaron Jones, like you said, has done well, but is he going to do well against this Dallas defense is my question. I don't think so. I mean, he's he's good, man. Like, I think you forget how good Aaron Jones is. And if Dylan doesn't play, then I think you can roll him out. If Dylan's back, then yeah, I, I probably would avoid him. But if he's getting 20 carries like he has the last three, then yeah, you can play him against any defense, honestly. Pollard? Yeah, no, I can't play Tony Pollard. It was just bad because he's he's been he's been better at times. I can't be scarred because of how bad his year got after those first what three weeks or so. Um, he picked it up a little bit, but I I still say no. no I, I think his price is way too high. Tied ends. You mentioned three of them. I think Kraft and Musgrave are going to kind of just vulture each other and and negate each other's possibility. Uh, Ferguson there on the other side. If you did want to you know, go that way, 4,700. Doesn't seem like a bad thing, but he's he's been a boomer, a bust guy too. And if this game goes in the direction, I think it is going to go in. I do think Dallas is going to win this one pretty easily, right? I don't think Ferguson is going to have to be a factor. I mean, he's gotten six plus targets, like seven straight games. So he's, he's in play. He, I'm not sure he'll get that 15. He hasn't really done that often. I think he's done it maybe twice over 15. And then he's got a couple more right around 15, but around that 14 range. So it, it's possible, but I don't think I, I need to do it. I don't have to, to play Jake Ferguson. No, I, I Honestly, uh, going into this other game here, the Rams and the Detroit Lions, uh, the Detroit Lions, they give up 14 DraftKings points over the last couple of weeks, two tight ends. And nobody likes playing Higby. So I, I might go over to Higby just to be a little bit contrarian in all this. If he plays, if mm-hmm. he starts at 3,400, that's going to help me jam in some stuff, man. Well, I think that the tight end is probably going to come from this game for most players because not only Higby if he plays, but if he's out, um, folks are going to go to Davis Allen. And then on the other side, I think Laporte is a long shot to play, um, which is going to put in play either a Brock Wright or a James Mitchell. Um, I think Mitchell's been running the most routes um, this year, um, but I know Brock White's had had, some, had a couple games in the past as well mm-hmm. um, with Hawkinson out, et cetera. So that'd be that'd be something to monitor. But I think one of these tight ends on one side of the whether it be the Rams or the Lions will probably be where a lot of the the field goes to because of the salary that they're going to allow you to see. This game total has got to be in the fifties, Pierre. It's got to be like fifty-two, fifty-three points, something like that. And I'd imagine they have Detroit favored by two or three, but I think the Rams are going to win this game. I think the Rams will win as well. 51 and a half the total, Detroit by three right now. Okay. Who did you pick in that Green Bay-Dallas game, by the way? It's Dallas. Okay. All right. Just making sure you're in hot water. That's uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So we got Stafford. We got golf. Whoever's lowest owned, is that who you want in this game? I think I want golf. All right. I know Stafford's coming back to Detroit, but I feel like the Rams are pretty, pretty happy leaning on Kyron Williams um in the in the backfield. Like he's gotten basically 20 plus touches, like six, seven out of the last eight games. 
So I feel like Detroit will be more likely to to lean on Goff over, you know, Gibbs and Montgomery, who have been splitting, plus Goff at home has been much better. Uh, so I'd go Goff there. Uh, he's averaging 23 at home, only 14 away. So I would lean Goff, and you're saving $300 in the process. Well, and it's a revenge narrative for him too, right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we're, they traded him away. Yeah, so it's got a little. He's got a little something there, and it's sixty two hundred dollars. So you do you do save a little bit. I, boy, it's just gonna be so hard for me to get away from Josh. I Allen. actually think Detroit's gonna win this game. I I switch it up because if they win, it sets up the rematch of that whole two point conversion fiasco oh, in Dallas. So give me the yeah. Lions. <laughs> Pierre, you're just completely going. You're going worse than me here, Bubba, in the NFL stuff. You're a total believer in all this. Uh, I mean, everything on television <laughs> has money behind it. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, I wish I was on TV. Uh, running backs, you talk about Kyron Williams, and yes, he, he's he's the guy. There's no doubt. Can he, uh, is he going to get us to 22, 23 DraftKings points, though, to pay off the 7,300? I mean, why not? He's done it before, and even if he gets you like 19, like you're not you're not gonna be upset. Like you just want points. When you look at small slates, you just yeah. need as many points as possible. You're hoping to avoid the, the single digit type of guys. You're trying to get 15 to 20 out of everybody if possible. Yeah. What about Jameer Gibbs? 6,500. Yeah, I mean Gibbs or Montgomery. You, you really just want whoever's gonna get into the end zone which is hard to predict the last couple of weeks has been Montgomery. But before that, it's been Gibbs. So um, Monty's kind of been that 10-plus guy, though. I think he's had one game himself this season that he's played where he's got under 10. Uh, he got like four, I think, versus Tampa. Everything else, he's been 10 or above, even though it's not been stellar. Um, touchdowns and three straight uh, for David Montgomery as well. So, again, Gibbs more explosive. But I think from an end zone touchdown safe standpoint, it's probably Montgomery. Salary saver on this slate. If if it's if his name isn't Demarcus Robinson, I don't know what who <laughs> the salary saver is. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean that's 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 been my guy. It's my guy for a long time, right? But he actually is paying that off nowadays. It feels like more than anything, he's getting into double digits all the time. Get really yeah. get really close to fifteen DraftKings points each and every week. And I don't know how he's getting that many looks and targets, but he's catching every single one of them. Yeah, he'll be popular at his price tag. He's definitely getting the volume. Um, him and, again, one of the tight ends I feel in this game will probably be your salary savers. Um, on Sunday, which is interesting because we talked about Shakir, um, especially if Gabe Davis is out. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about potentially, you know, in Dallas, you know, you got the Christian Watson down the, the 4,500 range. Um, so there's going to be there's going to be a couple better options, I guess, when you look at this slate, then the Saturday slate to, to save some salary. I'll tell you what, you can keep your Christian Watson and I'll take my Josh Allen and my Demarcus Robinson and my Tyler Higby. That's what I, and, and, and maybe it won't even be a Tyler Higby. Maybe I'll be taking somebody else. I, I don't know as far as that goes, but I'm going to take those two guys. And I'm going to match them up and I know they're not combining for anything, you know, <laughs> themselves, but I'll be able to jam Josh Allen in there. And I think Josh is going to be getting that 25, 30, DraftKings points this week. I just do. I can see him. I can see him running in twice because they don't really have that running back that they trust down there at the goal line anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I just I could see that happening. Wide receivers, Pierre. Would you rather play Puka Nakua or Cooper Cup this week? I'm still playing Cooper Cup. I don't. I don't care. 
okay? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if Carson Wentz is starting. I'm playing Cooper Cup. Carson Wentz hey, hey, don't dog Wentz. He did exactly what I thought he was going to do. Cup or Amon Ra? Amon Ra. Okay. 8K. Uh, especially when you look at the Laporta probably being out. Like, yeah. I can just see him getting so much volume. And he's been stellar. Like, his last four, he's he's been crushing it. So, that's going to be the thing. Like, how are you going to get in, you know, C.D. Lamb, Amar Ross, St. Brown, <laughs> Cooper Cup. Like, all these guys are available. Puka Nakua, they're all 7K over. Yeah, we got some some DeMarcus Robinson, the safe salary. But when you look at the fact you got to play two running backs as well, it's going to be tough to – to get all these top end right receivers that you would would hope to have on your roster, I hear the name floated around. Josh yeah, Reynolds. I forgot him. Look at that. Yeah, Diggs. Yeah, I'm gonna let you keep Diggs too. Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds' name's being floated around a lot. Nah, don't do that. Don't do it. No, last week he he had like an incentive they were trying to to get him to. That's the only reason he got the targets that he got last week. So I even, I wouldn't go Reynolds. Even if Laporta's out. Even with the porters out, because Jamison Williams should be back. Um, Cleef Raymond, I, I know he's questionable, but I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Okay. No to Reynolds. Would you All play right. Reynolds or Demarcus Robinson? No, it's going to be Demarcus exactly. Robinson. What's the point? What's the point? He's he's <laughs> Robinson's two hundred dollars cheaper, so why even consider Reynolds there? All right, uh, Pierre, I'm going to entrust you to build this lineup uh, for us here, and I'm going to remind everybody, check out that FI Today with a little underscore account. That's going to be the pinned tweet. You're going to find the show there, and you'll find a link to both of these contests as well underneath there in the replies. And let me remind you of this as well. If you have not headed over to Ad Norton 0723 and look at his pinned tweet, for the Babel playoffs, then you are lacking in opportunity because this is a $20 buy-in. Ten, uh, half of it goes to charity. Half of it goes in the player pool. Over, I, I, Pierre, I think it was over $800. Maybe it was over $800 given away in prizes last year. I tried to say that like a car salesman. Over 900 <laughs> cars on our lot, you know, that kind of thing. But it was, awesome. it, there was a, there was a ton of dollars given away last year during the playoffs. And half of it goes to charity. Half of it's in the player pool. And you have an op- or a prize pool. And then you have an opportunity to win that money back, uh, plus a lot, lot more. Don't forget to head over to at Peewee31. You can surprise him but when he comes back to Twitter, and he has a lot more followers, I hope. And at Lofanit as well, if you want to check that one out. I'll have everything pinned up there as well. Pierre? Yes. You loved you some golf, so that's it's just going to be golf. Yeah, I think I'm going to play golf. 6200 That's good. That's good. It's price. a good price, for sure. Um, Got to put in St. Brown. If golf's going to have the, the game I need him to have, give me Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, Bring backs. So let's go Kyron at 73 from a running back perspective, and let's go Demarcus Robinson at 3600 to, to save some salary there. You're a smart guy, Peter. Oh, let's look at these tight ends. Excuse I me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Higby. So he, he practiced in limited capacity. So Higby could be back. Give me. You're going to have to save money to get Lamb in there, Bubba. Give me Brock Wright. To go along with with golf, yeah, yeah I am gonna play CD Lamb. I'm gonna gotcha. figure that part out. So give me <laughs> Lamb. Now it's getting get interesting. Get your de- get your defense because that'll that'll I'll free up play, whatever. I just play the Packers. Like, okay. No, no, I lied. I'm not playing the Packers. Okay. Give me the Bills. <laughs> 
You went at from 3500. You went from 2300 it doesn't matter to the $3500 yeah. guy. Okay. I want the I want the Bills just cuz I don't believe Okay. The Steelers are really going to score much. Give you me have, you have 4700 left for a running back and a flex. Give me Aaron Jones and Michael Gallup. <clears throat> okay. Aaron Jones running back Gallup has another punt uh, there at at 3100. I don't know if he'll, he'll play but that's just where we're standing right now. We'll see as the, the news breaks, once we realize who's actually in and out, uh, we can adjust a little bit some. Uh, if you don't think it's going to be Brock Wright, you can go down to James Mitchell at 2800 That'll let you get a, a Bo Melton, um, a Kraft, or a Musgrave. He went one of those Packers tight ends as well. So there's some flexibility there. Hey, who'd you put? Uh, who's your flex? Uh, right you now, Gallup? it's, it's Gallup. Gallup. Yes. It, you know, you could get you could jam a Dawson Knox in there at 2,900, Pierre. You could. You could jam in your guy, Dawson Knox. You can look at, you know, Davis Allen. If Higby's out, um, you can come down off the Bills if you don't like that. So let's say you don't like the Bills. You want to punt with the Packers. Um, instead of Gallup, you now have 4,500. You can go Christian Watson. Uh, you can go down to Shakir if you want a part of the Bills. There's, there's just good options here, but I'm just going to stick with this build right now that I had. That was Jared Goff. Aaron Jones, Kyron Williams, C.D. Lamb, Demarcus Robinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Brock Wright, Michael Gallup, Bills defense. Very good, very good. Bringing home some bacon. Very good. Thank you, Mr. Pierre. Have a fun wild card weekend, and I will see you again next week here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Hey, you do the same. Let's let's go win some money. Uh, let's go, Pat. Go right. Isn't that right, Wes? <laughs> go home, Pierre.